0: You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season we are delving into the global phenomenon of and Tina. I'm Sheena, my pronouns are she, her.
1: Hi everyone, excited to be here. Monica McCowan, my pronouns are she, her as well, and I am a lesbian author and Juliantina super superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast, but uh, extremely excited to to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of.
0: When we stopped last time, Lupe had just gotten shot. Now we catch a scene with Lucio and Val
1: and lucho's there but valentina is not paying attention to him is not thinking about him they actually cut to a daydream of a flashback to her kissing juliana in the pool she's looking at her phone he's trying to cuddle with her and pretty clear he's trying to get her to like go upstairs and have sex with him that's you know at the end of the day you kind of figure out why he came over which isn't a very big surprise so they're watching a movie on the sofa again Val's not paying attention to him and she gets a phone call
0: which she takes immediately and it's Jules saying my mom is in the hospital and Val gets up and wants to go and Lucia is trying to stop her and then he's uh he's such a charming human being doesn't want her to go, doesn't want her to leave. And then eventually she's pretty determined and he's like, okay, well, let me take you. And she's like, nope, not going to happen. You haven't been nice to her. And she puts her foot down. She's a feisty little Alval.
1: Yeah. When it comes to Juliana specifically, and you'll see this start to play out more and more as a recurring theme, she very much goes into this protective mode. But yeah, she basically categorically rejects Lucho's help and then doubles down and says, you are horrible to Juliana, which is absolutely true. And that she's going to go be there for her friend. Uh, and Lucho doesn't really need to be a part of it. And she goes to the hospital. And this is the first time that they're seeing each other since the pool kiss where Juliana ran out after it happened and kind of left uh, Valentina there alone. Uh, but you know, in a time of need, who's calls Val, Val immediately goes, they haven't talked about this thing yet, uh, but embrace in, in the hallway and are immediately back in it, you know, being there for one another
0: and being that support and that anchor. It's interesting when the doctor is talking, how, see, there's the ponytail ponytail touch. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's interesting how, when the doctor is is talking to uh, Panchito and Jules about, Lupe's recovery and whatnot Val standing in the background looking really concerned and the first thing that Jules does is turn around and fly into Val's arms yes it's
1: becoming very clear that and you know whether who's is on board with it happening or not uh, Val is a source of comfort and safety for her that she starts turning to more and more because Val continues to show her that she wants to still be there and be supportive in a way that I don't think Huls has had in her life in a long time
0: absolutely or ever then there's this very cute scene where they they're sitting and they're talking and they're very close together that starts off with Val's head on Jules's shoulder and I just absolutely love the scene the way it's shot is gorgeous the emotions playing across their face is beautiful yeah Jules is telling Val to to go home you're tired you need to rest and Jules doesn't want to like keep Val up but Val's pretty determined to be there for her friend.
1: Yeah yeah they're waiting together and if anybody that's ever waited together at like a, a sad or momentous kind of occasion knows there's nothing there to really do with the other person but having them there helps so Val again wants to be there for her and they have this very sweet moment where they're talking and they do a pinky swear which is like the lesbians own that now I don't make the rules but we've owned it for a while I think since like Britanna on Glee (laughs) but they do another pinky swear we're keeping count the second one of this series and they don't quite talk about you know everything yet but Val tells who's that she likes her, and there are different ways to express this. This was talked about a lot um, when stuff was happening, but you know, she's saying, "I like like you." because Takero means "I like you, but you know, it implies as more than just kind of a friend. So, yeah, I think it's what the English would very beautifully say, "I like like you <laughs> is what is kind of being conveyed here in this scene.
0: And it's once again the case of Val pushing and Jules just not being ready for for where this is going. Her mom has just been shot. She's sitting in the hospital. It's late at night. She doesn't want to deal with all of this. And Val's saying, like, we need to talk about this, though. And Jules is like, please, can we not do this now? And this moment is just so sweet. Val backs off and says, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is bad timing. And then there's this very cute kind of, like, tender thing going on between the two of them oh, they're yeah. are they cuddling yeah they're cuddling, cuddling
1: looking at each other's lips, like touching foreheads. And also, I think it's important to highlight the juxtaposition of, you know, Val realizes she missteps and immediately apologizes versus, you know, in her own relationships with Lucho, they just get into these knockdown drag out fights because neither of them are kind of willing to concede. Or if Lucho does, it's only because he kind of wants to get another chance to have sex with her it's you know that's honestly my opinion on that subject but yeah they they are both really committed to whatever this is still being able to be around each other through it at this point so it's yeah it's this is one of my favorite scenes as well and it's a very very sweet and very well done scene
0: I think the hospital scenes must be some of my favorite as well uh, especially a little bit later on we'll get to it, I'm sure. Then the the cop walks up to the two of them and questioning them about stuff like what happened. And Panchito comes up with some three coffees. This is like such a a hilarious moment for me in this whole thing. He comes up with three coffees and the cop just takes one of the coffees, doesn't even like bat an eye at drinking somebody else's coffee. Yeah.
1: And it's you know, if you're talking about the narrative of something in writing, that's a really good way to show instead of tell really important attributes about a character. And that's exactly what they're doing. Like, Detective Montoya, I don't know if he's necessarily a villain, but he's not a good guy. He's not the type of guy that's thoughtful and that you really want on your side. And yet again, he's commenting on the fact that he's surprised that Valentina is there and just saying without saying, you know, well, he does say, I wonder if your family knows you're here. Um, But again, implying that they should not be around one another. So he comes in and, you know, for not doing that much and it being a very short scene causes a lot of ruckus. But I think the really important thing is the minute he walks away, both girls immediately go to hand their coffee to Panchito and ask him if he wants it and again it's just that dichotomy that the show does so well of illustrating opposite sides of the same point almost simultaneously that you know Juliana and Val are giving empathetic people that didn't say anything immediately noticed it and while they both have all of this like trauma going on are still giving to others
0: which I mean how can you not love them
1: I mean, I love them. We know that. I'm I'm going to talk about them for the next 20 hours about <laughs> how much I love them. I know that was rhetorical, but.
0: <laughs> okay, so then. Hakobo. I don't actually know what's happening here.
1: So, uh, Illyrio can't come to pick Valentina up from the hospital. So Hakobo comes in instead. Uh, and she's. This is kind of how he is learning that something is wrong with Juliana's mom. He didn't quite know and wasn't totally looped in. So this is how he becomes aware of the whole, you know, members of this family are getting kidnapped. uh, And it's going to ultimately evolve to because they're looking for... The body he is inhabiting. So he, you know, he comes under very simple pretenses just to pick her up, uh, but, you know, takes her home and, you know, is very sweet. And they have, again, just like this sweet conversation uh, where he, because he's actually her father, uh, is learning a little bit more about her as a person and, and how she kind of feels about things.
0: I actually really like the scenes between the two of them because they they're so touching and he obviously cares so much, but he doesn't want to overstep this weird boundary that's between them at the moment but he wants to be there for her
1: yeah yeah it's such a good trope like formerly the the authority in the relationship is now relegated to being in this like subservient position so he's trying to deal he's actually a very interesting character on his own you know you only get to see his his relationship as it relates to who's in Valentina. Um, But he's a very interesting character story. And is, I guess, technically one of the leads of the show.
0: So now Jules is to the hospital by herself while Val is at home. And Val's eating because food is a thing. Yeah.
1: And this is going to become a very important scene. So it just starts with nice sibling banter She's asking her brother who he's dating and then says you kind of you seem different lately. You you're in love with somebody and he says, No, it's not Mayela, the, the person that he's typically seen with. He's in love with somebody else but doesn't wanna talk about it. And then she, as I think many of us have done at one point in our life, floats something gay just to see what the response will be. So she just floats jokingly that she thought that maybe he was gay because he never seemed interested in women and follows up very quickly that it's okay if he is. And he goes, I know it's okay to be gay, but I'm not. I just haven't liked anybody. But she's absolutely sussing out how he feels about the situation given her newfound situation.
0: I mean, that's absolutely true. Yes, I think we've all sort of floated that gay thing at some point just before, you know, testing the waters. The rep in this series is actually extremely good from that sort of perspective, from the the gay POV perspective. Yeah,
1: and they're, you know, they're for sure... Issues that will come up as a result of it, but there are these really good anchor characters that are always incredibly supportive. So, you know, certainly there will be some difficult content in the way some family members react. Don't want to sugarcoat that for any potential viewers who are going to watch the show. But there are certainly extremely supportive members of the family, which I think is a reality for a lot of people. And in this case, it's her brother who's very close in age to her. They've grown up together and it's very sweet. So they have this conversation and it kind of drops. But then he says, you seem different. Well, so actually... He says, I'm not gay. What about you? And the first time I saw that scene, my heart dropped. But then he follows up with, how are things with Lucho? So his mind is, you know, not even there considering that, even though she floated it. And she says, you know, they're still dating, but blah, blah, blah. And he is immediately like, well, I think you need to be honest with him, whatever is going on, because you seem really happy. And basically, it seems like something else is causing this. So they do this very sweet, terrible sibling handshake, which is just another authentic great moment of this show. But, you know, they agree that, yes, they both have these kind of newfound interests, but they're private right now. But when things get a little more solidified, they do want to share this news with one another, which I think is really sweet.
0: I think the sibling relationship is actually just lovely. It's really well done. And in, in fact, it's interesting because she's got two siblings. And I keep forgetting that her sister's actually her sibling and not like some weird aunt because of their very fraught relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we we can talk about it when we get there, but they actually do a whole thing about Ava's backstory and kind of how she ended up the way she did, which doesn't excuse a lot of her behavior. Uh, but definitely makes the the viewer understand a little bit more why she took on this more maternal role in the family versus getting to be, you know, happy-go-lucky kids like Gia
0: and Val. So some time has passed now.
1: And today the pool has, what are those flowers? I don't even know what they are, but they're beautiful. Last time it was rose petals. Now there are these beautiful, like, white blooms of flower in there which they're not even using the pool today. Like that's just a daily thing
0: they seem to do to the pool. And it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And, and once again, demonstrative of the wealth at play here. And Val gets a phone call from Jules who says that Lupe is woken up. and But Panchito has showed up at the hospital all beaten up by the same people who kidnapped Lupe. And so she's very worried because they're still looking for her mother.
1: Yeah, so it's, you know, this is kind of a longer part of the story arc where great that her mom woke up, hasn't passed away, but things are kind of only heating up in this situation and actually getting worse. Because if she's still alive, there's this idea that they're going to come after her.
0: And once again, we discover that the security cameras are overhearing Val's conversation and she's not actually alone.
1: Right, and... It's very sweet. Hoolz is saying, you know, you shouldn't come here. It's too dangerous. And Val is just immediately like, I'm not leaving you alone. Uh, I'm coming to find you. So she gets ready and goes out. And he is standing by the SUV, the the chauffeur, Hakabo. And, you know, she wants to go to the hospital.
0: So then we catch the bad guys waving guns around and running around in the hospital just as Val arrives. Yeah,
1: and Hakobo, even though he hasn't, he's been told a little bit, like you can tell he's on high alert when they're walking through the hospital.
0: Well, it's also because he overheard Val saying she doesn't care what the cops say about it being dangerous. So he's now trying to sort of tread the line of keeping her safe while not letting her know that he was listening to her conversation.
1: Right. And this scene is very important, and it took me almost a full watch through to understand what I was seeing. So the, the man that they walk by in the hospital where they're just having a, a conversation when Val first gets there is Juliana's father in the body of another man. He is a third character who we never follow his soul's story. But this is his body that Juliana's father is in. So he Juliana's father, who nobody would ever recognize because he's in this other guy's body, has made his way to the hospital as well. So I think this is one of the first points in the series where a lot of things are coalescing, which ratchets up the intensity because there are all of these characters that you don't necessarily want to run into each other moving throughout the same building.
0: Okay, so then Val and Jules are in the... Cafeteria having a cup of coffee, and Jules breaks the news that actually it's too dangerous to be around them and they shouldn't see each other anymore. And it's sad.
1: And it's, yeah, it's very clear from her face. It's not what she wants, but she's trying to do the responsible thing. And then Val, bless her heart, says, you know, she mentions the elephant in the room and she's like, if this is about the pool, I don't want to stop seeing you because of that. And I think that this is such a good way that they, a a great forcing function for them to have this conversation because what they're saying is both completely true. Like it is dangerous for Val to be around Hules. And it is completely reasonable that she would think that Hools is saying that because of the kiss, but now they have to talk about
0: it. After Val asks, is this about the pool? Jules is like, I don't want to stop seeing you either and she admits that this is something bigger between them and then val starts to talk about how she's never felt like this with anyone not a man not a woman not anybody ever before this conversation though as sweet and wonderful as it is gets horribly interrupted by the sound of gunshots so they never actually managed to finish this conversation
1: so annoying
0: (laughs) well it's it's ratcheting up the tension again and it's right So then there's a whole lot of action and they're split up. So
1: Val is trying to run after her baby because she loves her. We all know this. But Hakobo sees Val and grabs her. So yeah, they get separated because of that.
0: In the meantime, we see this random dude taking Lupe away from her room. Then he finds Jules and tells her, your mom's moved. She's in a different room now. Jules is very confused. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Right, because it's, she's never seen this man before. It's very possible that he is part of the group of people trying to kill her mother. So she's, she's very confused, very upset. But, you know, we know in the scene prior that he has been helping her, but Jules does not know that. And now we cut to Valentina, who has been removed from the building forcibly. <laughs> um which she is not okay with she's
0: very unhappy she's like what is wrong with you and he's like this is not a game you can't get yourself killed Ooh, and then he gives her a lecture you need to start respecting me i'm older than you these people are not going to stop until your friend's mom is dead oh that's a nice bombshell to drop dude
1: well he only says i'm older than you because it's because he almost says i am your father He says, you need to start respecting me. I am your, and then stops and kind of course corrects on the situation. But yeah, this is, uh, this is not the relationship that they have as chauffeur and Carvajal family member. They always have a good relationship, but yeah, in the heat of the moment and the fear of everything, he's seeing how stubborn his daughter is, quite frankly. That's the, that's what he's finally realizing.
0: So now we're back in the hospital and and somehow Val has managed to get herself back into the hospital. I think she probably just turned around and walked away. Seems like a Val sort of thing to do. I love her so much. (laughs) There's a scene missing. So during that conversation with the chauffeur, he suggests that they pretend that Lupe is dead in order to get the bad guys to leave her alone.
1: Right, because they are swarming around the hospital, trying to find an inn, have found her room one, so it's pretty apparent that they're not just going to turn tail and leave. Either she needs to be dead or they're going to kill her. I think that's, you know, that's the, the operation they're running here.
0: Yeah. So then Val comes back in and suggests it to the family, basically. So to Jules, to Lupe, and to Panchito.
1: And obviously Val has a, a bag full of makeup, as one would. And they're having this, this conversation and Juliana's like, how did you ever think of this? And Valentina says, no, it was the chauffeur that came up with this. And that's kind of confusing to, to Juliana because she doesn't know. None of them know uh, his real part in all of this. Uh, but she doesn't know that he's kind of been so involved at this point. But he's an instrumental part of helping Juliana's
0: mother at this point. She's also never met this particular chauffeur. He's actively avoiding her. Now they have this very cute sort of moment with their little song going in the background where Val's comforting Jules and the camera zooms in. She's saying everything's going to be okay and it's also cute. Later, Lupe is gone. They're in the hospital bed uh, hospital room. Val is jingling a lot.
1: And again, they're just, they're comforting one another and Valentina has gone into like full mama bear, is telling her to relax, it's going to be okay, gives her a hug, this hug is going on for a long time, touches her ponytail. ponytail again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll never unsee see that now.
1: <laughs> I love it though, I think it's so cute and it's something that's kind of unique to their relationship. So I love that they do that. But yeah, they they have this nice moment and embrace and then they're not together in the next scene. But Juliana is down at the kind of reception desk for the hospital and she
0: asks for the bill. And the bill is very steep and you can see there's no way she can possibly pay this bill. She asks when it's due and the lady at the reception saying when she's discharged so she's pretty devastated as she turns around with this bad news there's the cop
1: more bad news i mean it doesn't matter what he has to say at this point he is the bad news i think just seeing him elevates their stress levels because he's just so like dismissive and difficult
0: so we don't seem to see what their conversation's about and then we cut to val is saying she can go pick up the prescriptions. Lupé, which
1: is helpful so that juliana can stay here with her mother um, because she is worried that they'll you know find out so this is an important scene because val says yeah sure i'll get the prescriptions do you want to come down and meet hakabo so that you can say thank you to him yourself for coming up with this great idea that worked so she's going to recognize him immediately. So this becomes a very tense moment for the viewer. You know, they're having this cute scene between them where they're talking, but also there's this fear that, you know, in a single elevator ride, they're going to run into him and this is all going to implode.
0: And they're kind of eye flirting with each other in the scene. Now we're in the elevator and the one of the bad guys is in there and I don't know, he's filling up some chick. They walk in. And he starts checking them out in a rather creepy way.
1: Oh, way so reacts.
0: overt. It's disgusting. The way Jules reacts is... the f- <laughs> Jules is so funny. They realize at some point that, oh, the dude says you're Alchino's Valdez's daughter or something, right?
1: And it's dangerous. They're in this enclosed space with him in an elevator. They don't really know how to extricate themselves from it. So it's it's very sweet, Valentina, when Hulz moves over to her, Valentina takes her hand, kind of gives it a little squeeze, and then that's when he says, oh, you're Chino Valdez's daughter, at which point uh, Valentina immediately embraces Hulz and kind of very quickly and very smartly comes up with a plan.
0: And she tells this dude that Jules is in mourning, she's in shock rather because her mother just died and so the guy's are all like pretending oh no what happened to her so Val's straight up she was kidnapped and shot
1: and he's asking more questions that anybody could could take to be just a little bit of concern uh, but they make up this lie that she had a heart attack because she lost so much blood and he Pretend, or he gives his condolences, uh, you know, but obviously he's just trying to suss out information. So it's a very tense scene where Valentina is doing all the talking, making up this story as they go along, uh, and just kind of holding Juliana, who's not doing great with the entire situation.
0: At one point, Jules gets upset with the something the guy says and you can see she sort of strains to go smack him or something, go say something to him. Mm -hmm. And Val just pulls her closer, like, nope, nope. You're not going to make this worse. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) She is so upset. It's hilarious.
1: Yeah. And, you know, again, he's so, his things are, this guy is trying to confirm that Lupe is dead and also find out where El Chino is. That, because getting to El Chino is the end goal of attempting to kill Lupe anyway so you know he says hey where is he have you seen him trying to you know to get out of Juliana where he might be which we know that Juliana has no idea um, but she is very clear with him that she has not seen him and hopes she never sees him again she wants anybody involved to know that you know he is not a part of their lives and they're not harboring him in any way.
0: And because they had this confrontation in the elevator, it actually helps to persuade these guys that Lupe is in fact dead. Mm-hmm. So when the elevator opens, Val and Jules disembark really fast, and um, then they watch as the bad guys actually leave.
1: Yeah, and I don't know what the nature of, that, of the guy's relationship is with that woman. She doesn't seem to be on board with it.
0: Yeah, but she's also not that, like and like she's walking with him without any kind of issues so he's not I don't know it's, it's, a, it's a weird oh uh, there we go that's the nature of the relationship she goes and kisses one of the other bad guys this dude's trying to get into her pants but she's with the other bad guy
1: mm, what a tangled web we weave okay and we've done such a good job describing that for the viewer so when you see this scene you will immediately know what we're discussing <laughs> <laughs> We don't know either of those men's name or the woman. There's a blue truck, so when you see the <laughs> blue truck, you'll know the scene <laughs> we're talking about.
0: And honestly, these I haven't seen this scene before, so like this wasn't in the cuts I watched.
1: Yeah, but they're they're fighting about kind of who deserves the credit, saying that we did it, and the guy says I did it. Uh, you know, but the the important point of that story is that they believe that Lupe is dead.
0: Right, and. Now Jules and Val are walking past a window. Jules stops, pulls Val, like, look, look, they're leaving. And they watch the guys in the blue truck leave the parking lot. They can't believe that they actually managed to to get that right because that was, yeah. well, that's life and death situation, you know? Yeah.
1: And they hug and it's very sweet. Again, they're always very sweet with one another. And Val says, you know, now you can relax. And that she's going to go pick up the prescription for his mother, and then she'll be back.
0: And they're holding hands. And we're panning in again. It's very cut. Val saying she's going to buy something from both of them to rule and she's oh, she's got coffee and a pastry. <laughs> she's good.
1: But we we have to talk about the scene that happens right before that, where they're going their separate ways. So it's the very end of the scene. And they do the cutest, most awkward maybe kiss in the whole wide world. And it's just so, like, you know, they go, they kind of go in for this hug, but then their heads bob and weave and then they... You know, even though it's awkward, they settle on this very deep emotional embrace uh, and then go their separate ways. So nothing is resolved by way of conversation, and there's obviously still some confusion there, but they're they're both definitely on board. I'm very happy that everything is okay and very happy to be able to be embracing one another.
0: Well, said push and pull of I- I want this, but I'm still kind of awkward with where we're at. We haven't actually resolved anything, but there's definitely, plus there's relief and a whole lot of other emotions going on. So what was stopping Jules from taking that leap is now no longer a problem. Her mom is safe. Right. Right.
1: And yeah, Valentina, as happy as a clam, runs out of the hospital with a coffee and a a pastry to give to Hakobo as thanks and immediately says, you know, we did it, it worked, this plan of yours went really well. And then she starts telling him about the man that they ran into in the elevator, the
0: hitman. And she's a woman on the mission, off to go and sort out medicine for Lupe.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And very relieved and excited. And Hakobo says, absolutely, I'll help you. But then also, you know, says that he needs tonight off and asks if that would be okay. And, you know, Valentina says anything. I think she says you have the face of an angel at one point to him. You know, she's very excited, very relieved, because the situation could have played out extremely differently if anything would have happened to Juliana's mom.
0: So she's in the car and she actually phones Mateo to tell him the whole thing. Yeah. I think she has a better relationship with him than with her sister. Also, he helped her with the whole newspaper thing and stuff, so... And Mateo is not
1: loving what she is telling him, just because he knows, I think, how
0: dangerous it is, but... uh, Right, and she's also asking him to publish fake news. Right. Val is studying journalism, so she would know how... Big an ask it is to ask somebody to publish a fake story about a woman's death
1: mm-hmm. and also you know. lupe is not really anybody of note anyway not to dismiss lupe but in terms of you know who gets some lines on on a daily newspaper unlikely that it would make the news
0: the cops in the hospital now with jules saying it's not a good idea to fake your mother's death i don't know what he wants her to do then Honestly, other than leave town. I think that's what
1: he wants her to do. (laughs) I think you hit the nail on the head because that's then what he says. When your mother gets better, you need to leave immediately. It's too dangerous for you to be here. And, you know, to a certain extent, I get that. Like we, you know, the United States puts people in like witness protection or whatever. But he's not even really trying. He's just saying, you know, this problem is too big and they're never going to stop looking for you now that they've come after you. So you just need to leave. We're not
0: going to help you do that, but you just need to leave. And then Val comes in and interrupts his little uh, mansplaining moment. And this is probably the, my favorite line that Val says in the whole thing. She, she, you know, he says something about understanding him and she says to him, no, I do understand you. I just don't, I just don't share your point of view, uh, but generally in life either. It's so bad. Just puts him right in his place. You little man mean nothing to me, so go away.
1: To a certain extent, like he is very dismissive of Juliana, and a lot of people don't really have much power over him, but she is one of the few that does. So anytime, you know, Valentina, because she doesn't normally talk to people like that, but anytime she sees him, you know, abusing his power to kind of belittle or push Juliana around. That's, you know, you know that you're gonna get that Mama Bear vow that I was talking about earlier.
0: It's not just him though. I mean she she put a foot down with Lucho, she put her foot down with Sergio when Sergio wanted her number. She is super protective and she'll do anything for Jules. This scene. Uh this scene makes me a happy human. I know.
1: And this scene is, there is some dialogue, they're having a conversation, but this is one of those things where, I shouldn't say on like a podcast, you need to go watch something. But the looks and the longing and their facial expressions, everything is just done so well. The camera pans back and forth from one perspective to the other. It's just a really, really beautifully shot scene. And Juliana says, you have to stop looking at me like that. And Valentina's like, how am I looking at you? I don't know how to stop doing that. And it's just everything about it is so sweet and so genuine. And yes, I, I feel the exact same way you do, Sheena, about the, the power <laughs>
0: of this scene. And then Val's like, we have to talk about this. We have to. We have to have this conversation. And then they get interrupted as Panchito walks up and he's got clothes and essentials for Lupe.
1: And Juliana sees that, you know, Val's kind of upset because Val waited until everything was settled so they could talk about this, but she wants to talk about it. So even though Juliana really does not want to have this conversation, she asks if, you know, Panchito can watch her mom for a little bit so that she and Val can go talk. And I think that this is one of those examples because it's very clear to see all of the things that Val is doing right now to support them and to push things forward for them as a couple. But this is a really, really big understated moment where Juliana could so easily say, I'm exhausted. Let's talk about this tomorrow. Thank you for being there today and leave. But she knows Val wants to talk about it. So she is willing to go have this weird, hard, uncomfortable conversation, even after everything she's just been through today, because it will make Valentina happier.
0: And so she asks Panchito to please watch over Lupe. And then we, in the background, we see Val in sort of blurry as she's talking to Panchito. Val's obviously unhappy. Then they turn to each other. I, I can't even express, like, what's going on here?
1: <laughs> here. <laughs> right. And Sheena just rewound so we could rewatch it to really get the full effect. Because look at it. <laughs> It's like the side eye. And then they hold hands. They've started. They're like these little telltale things. Like they hold hands without talking about it. Embrace without talking about it. They've, you know, moved up to forehead touches sometimes as things are getting pretty crazy. But yeah, Val kind of gives her the side eye and just lets herself be led away to a private place where they can talk.
0: So now we cut to a cafeteria or something where they're sitting. And it's and this so, is so sweet. And this is so cute because we open on on Val looking really kind of shy. She's sort of hiding behind her hair. And, and Hulis keeps putting like her hand in front of her face to
1: block it. And... Yeah, it's just so sweet and so genuine, and they're obviously kind of embarrassed talking about it, because I don't think, you know, even if they would have been in, like, heterosexual relationships, they would have these conversations, but they're they're having these conversations about their feelings in a very honest way. And, you know, Valentina saying, I really never thought that I would kiss a girl. Like this is very much taking me by surprise and she leans in closer. And I, it's just everything about this. So sweet, so genuine, but she leans in really close and she's like, do you think we're gay?
0: (laughs) Weird stalker come comes into play in this particular comment. But if you notice on these close-ups between these two, uh, when Val is looking at Jules, her pupils are huge. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> like I said, weird stalker, Sheena. It's not the same when she's looking at any other character. I'm just pointing that out.
1: Yeah, she's so invested in it. Yes. So invested in it. Uh, no, I mean, Sheena, like... I've I've come out of my obsession a little bit um but a year ago it was I mean every Tumblr post every fic written it yeah so I I have been there and I completely understand the Uh, kind of the, the going down the rabbit hole in every scene and every look and the nuance behind every emotion. That's what made this show so good. There was so much. And you would go somewhere and somebody would be talking about this thing that you completely missed. And it was, yeah, it was amazing.
0: This bit of the conversation made me laugh so loud because this is, it was almost identical to a conversation I had with my wife. So then... I I think Jules says, I I really like you. And then Val says, I like spending time with you. And it's such a, it's not the same as saying I like you, but you're downplaying these big feelings that you have because you're embarrassed or you're trying to be cool or whatever it is. It's so cute. And it just rings entirely true of these kind of conversations.
1: And Val already told her she liked her. That's true. You know, so she already put it out there first. It's not like, you know, somebody says, I love you. And the other person says, thank you. (laughs) Val has already put it on the line a little bit. And I want to I want to drag this moment out for as long as we can, because I hate the next moment. Um, But, you know, they yeah, they have this very sweet again. They're not putting labels on anything, but they're admitting that they like one another uh, and that it's more than just kind of a friendship. Like they've already kissed once at this point. They've been through a lot of stuff together, thank you for replaying the scene so I could watch that smile while I was talking about this, but you know they're getting to like a really good place, Val's leaning across the table toward her, it's a very intimate moment even though they're in a public place, and then, you can talk about this part, I don't even want to talk about it.
0: They're they're sitting so their legs are practically touching each other. And it's interesting because Val is leaning across the table. Her whole body is leaning towards Jules. Jules is, on the other hand, her arms are in front of her. She's tucked up. She's feeling very vulnerable. And Val is trying to sort of reach out to her. It's very telling body language. Uh, and then they get interrupted. They're right in the middle of the best conversation ever. And they get interrupted as Lucio appears with flowers. His face looks so stupid. <laughs> And the reaction from the Jules and Val is actually beautiful. Jules is just like, oh, no, not again. And Val's like, oh, this is awkward.
1: Yeah. How dare my boyfriend show up while I'm talking to my girlfriend?
0: (laughs) That's probably my favorite thing you've ever said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's true. That's what's going on here. And, you know, instead of saying thank you... Val's first words are, how
0: did you find me, Lucho? Right, so he's playing up the charm. He's got this goofy grin in his face. And he's like, baby, I always know where you are. And it's this, and she looks less than chuffed.
1: Okay, can we pause this for a moment? Because I have something very important to say, which I will then bring up in like 10 more episodes. When we talk about Lucho, we're going to talk in episodes about like whether I think he gets a valid redemption arc or not. This is example A of no, and we're going to put like a pin in this so I can talk about it later, when he says, I always know where you are. How would somebody always know where somebody is?
0: See, I just read it as this, the kind of thing you say to somebody when you're trying to like impress them or trying to like be sort of suave, but come across really stupid.
1: Right. and But this is actually the first time watching I'm ever catching this, but you... Do you remember actually, what happens in I the do, end? And actually- he tracks people's phones, yeah. and this is foreshadowing yes. that he has been tracking her phone this entire time. Okay, that is creepy. Yeah, yeah, example A. So we will, we will talk about this <laughs> when we get there. But I just wanted to bring this up now, because I never noticed this in any of my rewatches. I think because it had Lucho in it, so I kind of like gloss over it. But yeah, I think that that was an intentional foreshadow on the part of the writers.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. So Lucia pitches up with this bunch of flowers. It's the same kind of flowers that he generally gives to Val. So she thinks it's for her. But then he turns around and says, no, this is actually for Juliana because I wanted to apologize for not being, you know, as nice to you as I should have. Uh And she looks surprised. And now Val is put in this very awkward position because He obviously heard her when she said that, you know, you're not being very nice to my friend and he's trying to make up for that.
1: Right. But at this, you know, at this point, I think it's obvious she doesn't want him to make up for it. She wants to find a way out of it. But he doubles down and is like, you know, Val is the girl that I love and I'm going to treat her friendships as if they are my own, saying everything If Valentina were into the relationship, she would ever want to hear. But I don't think it has the desired effect.
0: Considering the conversation that Jules and Val have just had, this is super awkward for both of us.
1: (laughs) And they both do such a good job. Valentina, who is almost never at a loss of words, looks so awkward and so uncomfortable
0: they don't actually even know what to say to one another and they're sort of giving each other the side eye like um and then lucha's asking about lupe like what happened and val stepping in because jules is like not so into this conversation she's trying very hard to be nice and then there's a thing about donating blood which confused me endlessly because they have to find a certain number of blood donors or something in order for something to happen i don't know how it works elsewhere but like as far as i know that's not a thing here
1: i don't know i kind of assumed that that was just a like to throw him off and let him feel like he was doing something but i'm not sure if that's the case different countries do actually have different regulations surrounding like blood donation
0: earlier jules actually said to to val something about concern or something and and val was like no no don't worry we'll find all the blood donors you need when they were in the hospital scene earlier yeah
1: maybe it's BYOB bring your own blood I don't know so we'll find out I'm on a roll today Sheena Have a good night's sleep this is it um so yeah I mean maybe we can like uh, we can actually do some research on that um and find out what it is and add a little audio snapshot in or add like a a footnote of it
0: yeah I mean it must be some I don't know it could be just rice's imaginations who knows
1: yeah We can just postulate on it for like 30 more minutes. What (laughs) could it be?
0: So now Lucio is leaving and he's like, uh, says to Val, come let's go. Val doesn't want to go anywhere. She wants to stay with Jules. She wants to finish this conversation that they started. Jules is like, no, you should go. It's late. It's past visiting hours. And she pretty much foists Val onto Lucio with this kind of, and I, I got the vibe from this, that she wants Val to deal with Lucio. So that they can actually move on in their lives.
1: Absolutely. I think that this show does such a great job of straddling lines. That for a lot of people you would be clearly like no. Because even though this is kind of confusing for them. It's obvious that they have feelings for one another. Ergo... Val should not be in a relationship with Lucho, regardless of whether those feelings with Juliana are solidified or what they can be. So I think that they managed to make this situation very sympathetic when you could draw clear cut lines. Like if these were three women involved, you would not be okay with the way that Valentina is behaving. But yeah, I think it goes from kind of one elephant to the next. So when it's the two of them together, there's this elephant of like we need to talk about our feelings. And then Lucio came into the scene and now he's the elephant in the situation while we know we have these feelings, but there's this other barrier too, which is him. So it's like this multi-layered thing that gets more and more complicated the longer you look at it. So I I fully agree with you. I think that Juliana is not going to push Valentina to do anything because she doesn't know what she wants, but she is doing the only thing she can, which is kind of push her away from Juliana a little bit to try and make Val take space to figure things out.
0: It's interesting because Val will do a lot to push the relationship closer, but she's really lingering on the Lucio thing.
1: Yeah. I think that it's one of her least attractive qualities as a person and you know that's a lot I love her okay like (laughs) I love her so for me to say that it really means a lot but yeah she cannot and I think that it might almost be at the beginning like she thinks of them as like different things but then they have these conversations where it's like she you know she gets that the way she feels about Jules is more than she feels about Lucho because she compares them. She says, I've never felt this way about anyone. Mm. But she can't seem to, for all her bravado, let go of the comfort of that stereotypical relationship that she's expected to have.
0: I don't know if it is that, or if it's just a case of she doesn't actually want to deal with Lucho and all the drama that will involve, that will be surrounded the breakup, considering... He's also kind of a bit violent, a bit stalkery, very emo. So it might just be that she's putting it off because she doesn't actually want to deal with it more than she's comfortable in the space. She doesn't seem at all comfortable when he's around.
1: No, not at all. And I don't disagree with you. I think that that's a good point, And I think that it's a fair point because he for sure is abusive in, in different ways whether it's verbally whether it's physically so yeah I, I get that and I think it's, it's also interesting that they highlighted you know this very powerful wealthy woman who in so many respects is in control of her life still not really feeling like she's in control of this situation
0: okay should we call it a day? yeah I think it's a good place to stop for today that was a, that was a good one Monica thank you good thank you You're listening to Lesbians On Screen. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, can you tell listeners where they can find you online?
1: Very socially active online. Uh, Just depends on what channel. Uh, So Twitter is... My jam, if you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that I will communicate back, so it's at Monica McCallan and that's on Twitter. I do have a Facebook fan page and I have a website, www.monicamcallan.com. But for sure, if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff, Twitter is where you can find me.
0: Thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens. Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Julian Tina. If you love this podcast, then rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.